sometimes, you know, when we're attached to the outcome or attached to the desire, we're actually blocking it. So the more you can become okay with both outcomes of having your manifestation and potentially not having it, but knowing that something better would come along. This is why it's important to stay with your manifestations. This or something better for my highest good. Because then you're saying, yes, I would love this, but actually if there's an even hotter guy in line for me, or actually if there's like even more money coming for me, I'll have that please. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. What if I told you that you can attract the life that you want? And what if I also told you that you can do it in a very practical way. What do you think? Are you interested in learning more? Well, I don't know about you, but I am definitely open to hearing more about this. Now, a little unknown fact about me. I have been told that I am a super attractor. I mean, I attracted you to this show, didn't I? And I am so grateful to have you here with me. Now, I invited Emma Mumford, also known as a spiritual queen out of London, to come on and give us some practical tips on creating the life that you want. Now, according to Emma, you never stop being a queen. And I agree with that 100%. She says that whether you're down on your luck, you are riding high on a big win, or you're just coasting your way through a quarter or midlife crisis, you are always wearing that crown for the world to see. And she also says that being a queen comes with a big responsibility. And that is that you must take charge of what you're attracting into your life. Now, one of the ways that I do this every single day is that I have this journal. And this journal has been in my life for almost, no, actually over a decade. It's called the Speed Dial the Universe Journal. And over 80% of what I've written in this journal has come true for me in my life. From living in a house with gorgeous beach and ocean views to book contracts with my favorite publishing house, literally the publishing house of my dreams, to marrying the sweetest, most remarkable man, and so much more. I bet you didn't know that a year before meeting Alex, my husband, I wrote in this journal, the Speed Dial the Universe journal, that I was going to get married to somebody literally in the month of October of 2014. And we were married what was that, four years later, five years later, Um, October 4th, 2014. I'm just saying. Now we are headed into our fifth anniversary this October and I am so excited. Now my journal is one of the ways that I am attracting awesomeness into my life because it's a daily practice that not only sets the tone for my mindset, but also the behaviors to launch towards my dreams. Now I wanna tell you a little bit more about this journal because I just love it so, so much. And it, what's so great about it, number one, is that it's already kind of filled out and you're just, you're just writing in the lines. It's kind of prompting you the same questions or the same, the same type of things every single day. And first you start with gratitude. So today I appreciate all the things that you're appreciating that day. And I always think that starting with gratitude is such a great way to start your day. It's really hard to stay mad at your day when you are so grateful for so many things, especially the simple things like sunsets and flowers and and just having an amazing night's sleep, whatever that may look like. Then it's the six rocks that you're gonna do that day. And then the part where I'm talking about like that 80% of coming true 
is you have a section here where everything else I desire is being delegated to the universe and God. Thank you, universe, for handling the following for me. And that's when you get to write down all the dreams, all the things that you hope to come to fruition for you. And then on the next page, another thing, and I'm not gonna talk about the entire journal, but one more thing that I love. You have a full paragraph and the question or the prompt is, one of my desires has manifested in the most perfect way and unfolded like this. And you get to write out the exact way you want it to unfold, whether it's the perfect birthday or it's the perfect vacation or it's you know getting your first book done, whatever it may look like. You get to write that out. And the more detailed you can be, the better. And then lastly, you make a kind of a soul contract or an agreement with the journal every day. And here is what you're agreeing to. Everything I've declared above is being taken care of by the universe, my inner being, and me. We're an amazing team. My only job today is to enjoy myself, use my emotions to guide me to better feeling thoughts, and follow my inspiration. And then you sign it off. And I always love that part because I always feel like I am in agreement or I'm in contract with myself for that day. And it's just a daily practice that I've been in for so, so long. Now, This is just one of many ways that you can attract all the goodness into your life. It just happens to be a way that I use it. If journals really resonate with you, I will definitely have a link in the show notes to check out the Speed Dial the Universe journal because I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, let's jump in to this beautiful interview. But before we do, I want to take a moment to celebrate you and celebrate your wins. One particular healing rock star is Cam, and I'm excited to shout out her win that she shared on iTunes just about a week ago. And this is what Cam had to say. Dr. Marisa, thank you so much for this podcast. I have thyroid issues and learned so much from you and Dr. McPherson about where my levels need to be. Now I have some guidelines to work with when I get my blood work done and I can then talk to my doctor about it. Cam, I am so happy. I know that feeling when you feel confident having that conversation with your doctor, knowing what's going on with your body, understanding those thyroid levels or whatever levels they look at. Thank you so much for sharing your big win. And I'm holding space for your amazing healing miracles because I know that thyroid journey can be a bit of a journey. Because you shared your win here, I want to be able to gift you a signed copy of my book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. As you may have heard inside of this podcast, this book has been such a great support system for me on my thyroid journey, and I would love for it to be of help to you as well. So just reach out to me on Facebook or Insta at Dr. Marisa, and we will hook you up with a copy girl. Now, if you are listening, one, so happy to have you here today. This podcast, if you are listening for the first time, it's all about empowerment. And if any episode has helped you in any way, I would love to shout you out as well. You can reach out to me via Insta, Facebook, or simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you love to connect into, whether it's Google Play or Stitcher or whatever, whatever works for you, Spotify. That way, not only can I continue to support you by knowing what you are loving and how I'm serving you, but also it opens the door for more healing miracles for so many women who are trying to navigate not only their hormone health, but their overall health. Because let's be honest, we all deserve to be a CEO of our life and of our health. Let's jump on and welcome Emma Mumford. But before we do that, I want to quickly sing her praises. Emma Mumford, aka The Spiritual Queen, is an award-winning life coach, blogger, YouTuber, speaker, and she is the best-selling author of her debut book, Spiritual Queen. Emma is the host of the popular podcast, Spiritual Queen's Podcast, 
And she also has her own Law of Attraction merchandise available on her website, which we will have in the show notes. No worries there. Let's welcome Emma to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Emma Mumford, also known as the Spiritual Queen. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really good. Thank you. I hope you're good too. Oh my gosh, I am so good. And also, just note that we have never really had this conversation on the podcast before, and I am so excited to have it. We are talking about manifesting, we're talking about law of attraction, and we're talking about redefining our version of wealth and health, so many of the things that all of us really want and just do not know how to do it. And girl, you're our girl today. You're going to tell us how to do it. But before we get into all of that, because there's a lot to unpack there, I really want to know about you. I want to know your story. Tell me your journey into becoming this beautiful, incredible spiritual queen. Wow, it's a bit of an interesting one because it's so unexpected. So about six years ago, I was working in a bank and I was really, really miserable because everybody was like, this is your biggest achievement, Emma. Like, congratulations, you've made it in life. And I was like, I'm putting people into debt. How is this, you know, like an achievement? But, you know, obviously I was like, wow, well, I must, I must have done good then. So I actually, I was with one of my ex-boyfriends at the time and he actually left me in £7,000 worth of debt. And being 20 at the time, I actually left my banking job because I actually got depression and was like at the brink of suicide, really. I was just in the worst place possible, literally at rock bottom. And I had this £7,000 debt to clear. I was unemployed at the time. I I then luckily got a part-time job. But even paying that money off, I was like, how have I got here? Like, I did something good. How have I got here? So it started my kind of curiosity of how I could get myself out of debt. And I found TLC's Extreme Couponing one day. And it was just like, there must be someone in the UK doing this, how I can get all this food for free, get myself out of debt and really, you know, change my life around and, you know, become debt free. So I went along that journey and no one in the UK was really doing extreme couponing at that time. So I just started off a Facebook page just to share my hauls, share my coupons and discounts, like in no way, shape or form did I ever think it was going to be a business or have the kind of traction than it did. So I started it up um, within six months. It had over 100,000 followers. The press in the UK started getting involved um, and I was kind of labeled as the UK's coupon queen. And I kind of, you know, went on shows and gave like money saving tips and experts. And I was like, who am I to do this? I didn't even get like a math GCSE. Like I didn't get anything in math. Like, and now I'm advising people on money. How has this happened? Um, And you know, and I'd obviously worked in the bank too. So money's always been quite a big theme of my life, kind of unintentionally really. So um, I built that brand up. It was called Extreme Couponing and Deals UK. I built that brand up for six years and it had over like half a million followers online. I mean, it just helped so many people, which just made me so happy and it obviously you know turned into a business after the first year and just brought me so much joy and brought me so much happiness and then about three and a half years ago I was with my second ex-boyfriend and he left me and it was a really toxic relationship and not a great situation to be in and again my depression had come back and I was really at rock bottom that time there was like I had this business I had a roof over my head you know I had money in the bank but I was miserable like I didn't know who I was. I, you know, I didn't even know what Emma was. 
So I kept seeing the word law of attraction and I thought, oh, can I attract my ex back or can I attract a man with this? I didn't actually know what law of attraction meant. So my friend recommended The Secret. I watched it on Netflix and then read The Magic, which is Rhonda Byrne's second book, and just fell in love with this, um, purely for the fact to manifest my ex back. That was it. And he wasn't even a great guy, so I'm glad I found that out later on. And from that, it just really sparked my journey to you know, heal my depression, really find fulfillment in my life and manifest the life of my dreams. So kind of gradually, I kind of trickled law of attraction and kind of lifestyle-ness into my brands. I kind of separated my brands. So I had my Emma brand, and then I had my couponing brand. So on my Emma brand, I kind of shared law of attraction and spirituality. As I kind of awakened, and at first I thought, oh my God, my followers are gonna hate me. Like I've gone from money saving to now talking about spirituality. They're gonna think I've lost the plot or something. But luckily, you know, Everybody was really supportive. They really loved the content. And it's just really beautiful to actually see, you know, people come along this journey with me now into spirituality. So I've sold the money saving business last year. And now I do this full time where I do coaching, I do mentoring, business mentoring as well from obviously my experiences with both brands. I've got a book, uh, I've got a podcast. And to be honest, like I just fully know this is my path. You know, I'm so grateful for my previous experiences and obviously, you know, my past business, but I know that like helping people in this way is, is where it's at for me. Mm. I love your journey in that journey, how much has unfolded for you in that process, right? Kind of being at this place where, you know, you, you lost the boyfriend who helped to put you into the debt that you were in and you kind of just found yourself, I wouldn't necessarily call it at a rock bonded, but definitely at a bottom place where you were like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure out how to do this. And by through saving money, you figured out this coupon technique, but then it led you down this journey and, you know, the beautiful thing about the law of attraction, because I have a full confession here, like there were years where I was definitely operating in survival and in scarcity. And I didn't even know that it was like, I was always just trying to like, you know, just get my way through just if I work hard enough, and I push hard enough, and I elbow hard enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. And it always felt so hard. It always felt so hard. It felt like that when I was trying to get well. It felt like that when I was trying to build my career. It felt like that when I was, you know, starting a new endeavor. It always just felt difficult. And it wasn't until the last five years, you know, I've done a lot of personal development and I dabbled in like understanding. I watched The Secret, did all that too, but understanding the, the law of attraction and more so understanding just being in flow, you know, maybe not fighting for everything, not clawing at everything to get what you want. Just allow the process to happen through prayer, through spiritual practice, through just really putting out there what you want to do. And I think that leveraging this type of operating, living in abundance, as this abundance mindset can set us up for success in so many avenues of our life. And that's why I was so excited to have you come on is to talk more about not only your journey, but also how you've been able to redefine how we look at our life, how we look at our career, how we look at our wealth, how we look at a lot of the pieces that we want for ourselves. And it's not coming to us as easy as we thought. Maybe there's a better way to do it. Definitely. And what you said, you know, is so important with flowing. That is the key word here. You know, I was exactly the same as you, you know, I was constantly forcing things in my life. You know, I was like, I must do this. I must achieve this. And, you know, as much as I loved my money saving, you know, that wasn't my path I was always meant to be on. You know, this was all meant to come in. So when my spirituality came in, you know, I kept having these pushes to like, 
you know, talk about spirituality, talk about law of attraction. And at first I was like, no, like definitely not. People are going to think you're weird. Don't, you know, stick to what you know, but actually the universe knew better. And when we're like having to force things, you know, sometimes it can be, we're not listening to our intuition. We're not listening to those gut feelings, those kind of, you know, moments where we know we should be doing something or we know what the universe is trying to tell us and we ignore it or we avoid it. Really, it's about flowing with, with, you know, trusting and listening to that inner guidance, that inner compass, because it will never do us wrong. It always knows, you know, what's best for us, for what's for our highest good. So how the kind of redefining the version of wealth came in was obviously my followers will know like along my journey like of this three and a half years where I've shared all of this online I obviously manifested my dream life so I manifested going full-time with my spiritual business having a book deal and publishing a book um, having you know a successful career manifesting the dream man manifesting the dream house and I did it all just like my Virgo self I ticked off all the kind of you know checklists as such and it became one big checklist to me. And I thought, should my life really be a checklist? And then I got to last October when I sold my couponing business. And this was like such a turnaround moment for me because I had it all. I had the dream life. And I remember sat waiting at my laptop, waiting for that money to kind of hit my bank account. And I thought, wow, this is the last manifestation on your list. Like once this like sells, you've, you've done it. You, you've hit your life goals. You've hit probably every big dream you've ever had in a year like that's bloody fantastic and like you know you should look back and just be like yeah I'm here now I've made it like I can just settle here be grateful here and just breeze along with life like I don't have to be striving anymore I don't have to be like you know having a goals list of what's next what's next what next instead of you know actually stopping and taking gratitude and note of where I was after each achievement it was just next 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 so I remember, you know, sitting there waiting for the money to come into my bank account and then the money hit my bank account. And obviously it was like life changing amount of money for me. And, you know, obviously I was grateful. I don't want to sit here and say I wasn't grateful. Of course I was grateful. You know, I sold my business. I was able to pursue my new business and I had money to set me up for life, you know, buy a house and do all the things that I wanted to do. But I felt no different. Seeing that money did not make me think, I've made it. I'm a success. I've done it. Yay. It's time to celebrate, you know, take a chill, you know, take a step back. Take and just a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stop girl. Nothing. My ego and my kind of unfulfillment of that life was actually, what does all of this mean to you? You know, do you feel wealthy? And I thought, no, like, you know, if someone was looking at my situation, they'd be like, hell, you were like wealthy. You've got money, you've got a house, you've got a successful business. Like, that's wealth to me. But it wasn't my version of wealth. And this was really stuck, like, kind of sparked my journey as such to, of how we can redefine our version of wealth and actually how all these manifestations and money and materialistic things, they're never going to fill that void. They're never going to give you that happiness you seek as such. It really is an internal kind of job. So my kind of journey over the last eight, nine months, or actually probably 10 months near enough, has been to redefine my version of wealth. And it's actually what my second book is about, and you know, about having a positively wealthy life and creating positive wealth of, you know, not only having a really good, because one thing I've noticed in the spiritual industry is people have quite a bad relationship with money because they see it as evil. They kind of see it as this, greedy 
thing that is the root of all evil, which it really doesn't need to be. You can have a healthy relationship with money. So it's been wealth in terms of money, but wealth in terms of fulfillment. Like what does wealth really mean to us? And that's what I'm really, you know, passionate about kind of delving into with people now is like saying, what does your wealth actually mean to you? Is it money or is it something else? Like for me personally, it was actually my kind of family life you know eventually I wanted to become a mother I wanted to get married I wanted to have my personal life away from all the work but you know just how the universe has worked my career's come first and that's great and I'm happy and really grateful for that but that wasn't what I deemed truly as my success or truly as my life's purpose what it was was obviously helping people rightly so but actually my life away from all of this so yeah that's kind of how I got onto this journey Hmm. It's such an interesting moment where as, as all of it's culminating and, and you've, I'm a Virgo too, by the way. And as, although I'm not the typical Virgo, my husband's also a Virgo and he's very much a Virgo. Whereas I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't even have a list. I kind of keep it all in here. I'm like, a I'm, I'm kind of like an elephant with a really, I always say like really great memory as someone who's got the memory of an elephant. So that's definitely me, but I love that you're a Virgo, but that defining moment where you're checking off all the boxes and you hit all the things that you really wanted and you've got this money landing in your account and it just doesn't feel the way that you thought it was going to feel and figuring out what does that mean now in redefining that version of wealth or just redefining that moment for you I know that you talked about family and being a part of that as well but did you find that purpose came into play did you find that that you found that kind of what really brought you more joy or what kind of redefined where you were at in terms of success was about your mission or your cause? Did any of that come into play as well? Definitely so. And I think for me personally, it was definitely that everything I thought wealth and success was, was all wrong for me. You know, I thought it was money. I thought it was, you know, accreditation, I guess, you know, validation, things like that, you know, which which I guess most of us, you know, definitely would deem and probably want in life. And what I want to say is it's not wrong to want those things. Absolutely not. You know, we have human needs and the universe absolutely wants us to be abundant in all areas of our life. But my problem came from that I thought that by having all these things, it was somehow going to magically make me feel fulfilled when actually I need to be putting my energy into other areas of my life, which weren't so great and probably weren't as, you know, as fulfilled as I wanted them to be to, you know, create that positively wealthy lifestyle. So it's a life really of redefining your version of wealth and saying, actually, what does wealth say to me? You know, mean to me and a really good exercise of this was a conversation I had with one of my close friends actually very soon after that kind of pinnacle moment with the money was he'd paid all this money to work with coaches and he was like yeah like I've got this business mentor I've got this work mentor and business 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 and I was like but what about you what was when you stop working what's your purpose like what do you want to do in your life and he was like oh guess I never really thought of that and I was like you are not your business. Like, yes, you enjoy what you do and you want to earn money and that's great, but you have a life, you have a purpose and a really good exercise to kind of define what your version of wealth means to you is to do what I call this the gravestone exercise. So I said to him, I said, okay, when you pass from this life and he's like the most unspiritual person as well, by the way. So I had to literally dull this down so much to his kind of level of understanding as such. But I said, when you pass, you know, from this life, 
what do you want to be on your gravestone? I said, because let's be real, you don't want, he had a nice car, he had a nice house, he had lots of money. I was like, that's not what goes on a gravestone. I said, what's it, like, what do you want to leave behind in this world as your legacy? And he was like, I've never even thought of that. So anyway, he went off and obviously had this kind of internal dialogue and came back and was like, that was the best coaching session I've ever had. And it was free and with my friend. And like, you know, for me, I was just grateful that I could give him that kind of guidance and give him that awareness. But for me, it was also a wake up call for me of like, what do I want to be on my gravestone? And that's how I kind of realized that it was that mother. It was that, you know, being a family, having a family. And, you know, yes, it really shone through to me that actually I wanted to interact with money in a different way as well of like knowing that success to me was actually how many lives I could touch or how many, you know, people I could positively impact with my work online but also offline as well, you know, who was Emma? And it kind of sparked a journey of who I was because everyone's seen Coupon Queen, they've seen Spiritual Queen, they see me online, but it always shocks me when I meet my followers or anything like that because they honestly feel like, you know, they know everything about my life, yet they see, you know, 10 minutes here of a YouTube video or, you know, a couple of Instagram stories. And I was like, I am my work, but who am I sort of thing away from my work? So Definitely, you know, if that resonates with you, do the gravestone exercise because wealth in generic terms, you know, if you meant to, if you're going to look at it in the dictionary, is an abundance of valuable possessions or money. And I was like, is that wealth though? Because that doesn't feel like wealth. You know, maybe that's a traditional societal version of wealth, but that's not what I deem as wealth. And the second meaning of wealth in the dictionary is a plentiful supply of a particular desirable thing. And for me, I was like, yes that is what it is. Abundance, love, fulfillment, like that's my wealth. So doing that gravestone exercise and, you know, just actually looking at your life and saying what areas are doing really well and what areas actually can I improve? Where do I need to be putting my energy into? Where do I not feel fulfilled? Focusing on those areas and really working on those areas, whether it's self-development, doing, you know, tools and practices is how you redefine your version of wealth of actually being Am I focusing on the right things or actually what does success really mean to me? It's so important for each and every one of us to kind of sit down and figure out what does all of that mean for us? I had an opportunity to kind of explore that last year where I was running an event. It was a, it was a, a summit, but it was a big fundraiser. And I learned, you know, I learned several years ago that money is just currency. It's energy, it's energy being exchanged and how, when, when the right people have the right, when the right people have money, that can be really positive energy, really positive currency. And so I wanted to raise money for basically, you know, there's 130 million girls around the world who do not even have proper menstrual hygiene care. It's definitely a, a human rights issue. And I wanted to raise money for that cause to help get girls proper menstrual supplies so that they could go to school so that they could it could be set up in the future to create success for themselves and they wouldn't be too far back because they wouldn't able to go to school and I had this vision of raising $50,000. And it felt so big to me because I had never raised that kind of money before. And, and it required money to raise that kind of money to run a kind of the kind of campaign that it that it ran. And it, it felt so good knowing that we could leverage the currency of that money energy into an event that could then raise that money. And we bypassed $50,000 within a couple of weeks of this event, we ended up raising $150,000 for these causes. And we're doing it again 
again this year. We're actually gearing up to do it again this year. And it was, it was such a big moment for me because that felt like redefining what wealth could be, how you could turn wealth into purpose, how you can turn wealth into mission, how you can leverage that energy exchange to change the lives of thousands of girls that you'll never meet in your life. So I love thinking about what money can be and how we can leverage that to create fulfillment. And I always think about fulfillment as really being of service to others. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about how we can find fulfillment now. That's how I've always defined it. Like I always feel fulfilled when I can be of service. And I try to be of service in multiple ways, but using the currency of energy to create that, I thought to me it was is one of the most powerful ways that I can be of service in the world. And it's a beautiful way, you know, it's a really beautiful example of the power of manifestation. And like you say, money being used in a really positive way. And, you know, I really want to champion that example because so many, you know, people who come to me, whether it's clients or followers who watch my work, you know, they say I have a really bad relationship with money. Like I want to manifest money, but it feels greedy. It feels wrong. Like, why do I deserve that money? And, you know, there may be limiting beliefs behind that thought. But it's because we've witnessed money used in all the wrong ways. And, you know, exactly like what you said, when the money is in the right hands as a collective, we can change that energy of how we interact with money. We can change, you know, the energetic currency of how money is perceived, how money is used. So the more people who have, you know, the money in the right hands, who can make an impact like yourself and, you know, make a really big positive impact in the world, we can collectively change that, you know, frequency of money and how it changed the story of how it has been used into a positive story where it can help, like truly, truly help people. And everybody is born worthy and deserving of love, of money, of abundance at all. There is enough for all of us in this universe, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's just all about just looking at things differently sometimes. You know, with money, people can think, oh my God, like, you know, with yourself, $50,000 is like a lot of money. How's that gonna happen? You know, especially if you were trying to manifest it to yourself, for instance, or a charity, like you said. And it's actually saying, the universe sees money the same as free coffees. So, you know, one of the basic practices I always do with my like new clients who are brand new to law of attraction, I say, okay, we're going to manifest you a free coffee today because that seems like, you know, easy and a good first step to take. But to the universe, if you were to say $50,000 to 50,000 free coffees, the universe is like, well, it's the same thing. You can have what you want. But we as humans are the people who put the restraints on that and put the kind of energetic pressure of, whoa, well, $50,000 is a lot of money, but one or two free coffees, well, that's easy. So it's really about changing your mindset of that and seeing money as a flowing energy of, you know, a bit like paint, for instance. I heard this terminology used and it really always stuck with me because it was funny of, you know, let's view money as paint. You know, if we're painting a room and we run out of paint, we're not like, oh my God, where's this paint gonna come from? Oh my God, you know, we're sat there like, well, we're just gonna go to the DIY store. We'll pick up some more. There's plenty of paint. And, you know, yet with money, we freak out. We have these freak outs. We put all this pressure on it. And it's actually like money always returns. Like, look at your past. Money always returns. See it as an ocean. This is my favorite way of describing it to people of money goes in, money comes out. Money goes in, money comes out. Visualize money as that kind of constant flow of the sea, of a river, whatever feels good to you because seeing money in that way will change your whole vibration with the universe and will help you to feel wealthier, you know, when manifesting money, absolutely. 
Mm, I love that. Let's talk a little bit about manifesting because, you know, and it could be manifesting wealth. It could be manifesting wellness. It could be manifesting the career, whatever it is, that man, that woman, the partner, you know, all the things that we all want, but let's talk about tips to, to manifest. Cause people hear so much about manifesting. They hear so much about law of attraction and, and flow, but how do we even begin to start? Like, I love that idea of like manifesting that free cup of coffee. Right. And at the end of the day, the universe, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Putting it out there. So talk to me about how we can we can begin to get in the right mindset for this. Cause I think that's the biggest concern or the biggest roadblock is the right mindset for it. Definitely. And you know, there was so actually so much conflicting information about the law of attraction out there. I know definitely when I started my journey, like I was like, why is stuff not happening? And then it really took me a while to kind of dig deeper, you know, find the right information to, um, you know, to actually write my own book years later. And in my book, Spiritual Queen, that came out this year, you know, I've written in that actually there's five steps to the law of attraction, I truly believe. And this is what has helped me, you know, successfully manifest time and time again and have that dream life. So the first step is to ask. And that simply can look like doing a vision board, saying it out loud, saying it internally, writing it down. It can be a goal. You know, there's no kind of set way of asking. It's how it feels good to you because at the end of the day, the energy behind it is what's important. So if you're a really visual person, do a vision board. Absolutely. If you're more of a wordy person, you could write a goals list. You could write, you know, I'm calling into my life, blah, 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 blah. You could do affirmations. You could do so many different things. So a lot of people get kind of caught up on the asking side of things. And I always say, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Thinking it, saying it, writing it, or even doing a vision board are all great ways of asking. And then the second step is to believe. So probably the most important step is, you know, to believe that you are worthy and deserving of this desire. So you may have some kind of roadblocks to kind of work through if you've kind of got some conditioning or maybe limiting beliefs behind, you know, worthiness of love or money or things like this. So this is where the kind of deep inner work comes in is working on your belief system and believing that you are truly worthy and deserving because you can't fake this. The universe can read through your vibes. So, um, you know, you need to be an energetic match for your desires. So you need to, you know, truly believe it, truly know that it is yours and that it's coming to you. So that can, you know, take a bit of work, but it's certainly possible. Then the third step is to trust. And the reason why I've added this as an extra step in is because believing and trusting are two different things to me. And trusting is really like knowing it is yours, but equally taking inspired action. So trusting is saying that you're trusting that the universe is going to meet you halfway. And remember, you only need to do 50%. Like me, I always used to do 90% because classic Virgo here, you know, we're like, get stuff done, take it off the list. Like I'm going to make it happen. And the universe is like, no, sit back. We're going to meet you 50%. So, you know, you may be the other side of the coin, you know, you may not actually want to do inspired action. You may expect it just to come to you a bit like the lottery. People say, I want to win the lottery. And I say, do you play the lottery? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so how are you going to win it then? You know, you've got to meet the, you got to be an active participant. (laughs) Exactly. You've got to go your 50%. So make sure you're doing 50%, not over, not less. Take your inspired action. So if you want to manifest love, 
put yourself out there, become the best version of yourself, love yourself, that's your inspired action. If you want to manifest a job, apply for jobs, get yourself out there, you know, buy an outfit to wear to work, take your inspired action. Then the fourth step is to let go. And this is so, so important. And so many people miss this off or don't even know that letting go is an important part of the law of attraction. So it may seem kind of contradictory of ask for what you want, believe you're going to get it, but then just let it go. And, you know, it can seem really an odd concept, but sometimes, you know, when we're attached to the outcome or attached to the desire, we're actually blocking it. So the more you can become okay with both outcomes of having your manifestation and potentially not having it, but knowing that something better would come along, this is why it's important to stay with your manifestations, this or something better for my highest good. Because then you're saying, yes, I would love this, but actually if there's an even hotter guy in line for me, or actually if there's like even more money coming for me, I'll have that please. So, you know, it's just about being mindful of, you know, yes, we know what we want, but sometimes the universe can know better something that is kind of waiting for us so the letting go process simply looks like becoming okay with both outcomes and just sitting back and allowing flowing flowing is definitely the kind of operative word of the fourth step let go and then the fifth step is to receive so you sit back you receive your manifestation I missed out actually of the fourth step of letting go is becoming a vibrational match to your desire so right before you receive it you've got to embody that energy of that version of yourself that has this manifestation so how would she act what would she say? What would she do day to day? How would she be feeling? You know, embody this version of yourself that has that manifestation because that is how you become a vibrational match to your desire and actually pull it into your reality. So the fifth step, like I said, is receiving, you know, obviously give thanks to the universe and enjoy what you've got. Hmm. Mind you, every single piece, because let's get real, all of those pieces are going to require a little bit of work, right? Especially if you're holding on to some blocks. One of my biggest lessons, and I'm still working on this, and I feel like it's it's always one of those things that we're we're going to work on, you know, as, as a Virgo or as a, just in general, maybe a woman who runs her business, control is definitely a concern. Like, I want to make sure I got my hands in everything and surrender is such a big part. You know, one of the things that I do is I have a prayer. It's a surrender prayer every night that I say um, to the God and the universe. And I tr- and in that surrender prayer, the, the big part of that prayer is, is having no attachment to the outcome. And ultimately, I'm just like, what is the highest good? And how do I serve at that highest good? Because that's the ultimate, the only thing I really care most about. And I let go of all the attachments. I let go of all of what I hope is going to happen because I want to be in that place of surrender. But I find that surrender is an active process because I immediately want to get back in there and take control of it. Even that one step, even step four, it's its own process. And so that's why I love that you've written this book and that you've gone through these five steps with us because I think so much of this attraction, manifesting is a practice. It's something that we got we to gotta kind of have to create that muscle around over time. Would you agree? Have you seen that with, your, with the people that you've worked with or maybe even in your own experience? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people say to me, you know, how do you manifest so much? Like, how do you regularly manifest? And I'm like, because I show up every single day, you know, I have a solid practice and having a solid, you know, spiritual law of attraction practice, whatever you want to call it is super important because remember everything's a mirror. So if you're not being consistent with yourself, the universe is not going to be consistent with you. So the more you put out, the more you're going to get back. So every single day without fail, I will do a gratitude practice. 
So that looked like that looks like to me, you know, having a notebook, having a little journal and writing down just five points of gratitude each day. You know, you don't have to do five. It's entirely up to you. You know, I know some books actually say to do 10 and I did do 10 in the beginning, but I found that actually after a while, it just kind of lost its magic a bit. I was a bit like, oh God, you know, I've got to find another five points. I don't know what I'm going to write, you know, and it actually defeated the whole purpose of doing the practice. So I always say, make your practices manageable because you're more likely to stick to them. And consistency and the good vibes, the good like juju as such is what you are searching for is, is the goal. It's not of saying, yes, look at me. I did 10 points. I'm an A star student. It's saying, even if you write three or five points and you feel that, you know, that warm, fuzzy, glowy gratitude feeling, that's the goal. That's what you need to hit. So you may get it in a couple of points. You may get it in five points. You may get it in 10 points. It's entirely up to you, but just make sure that every day, you know, I would say gratitude is the biggest thing any of us can do in our lives even if you want to do the law of attraction or not because when we're grateful for what we have we attract more reasons to be grateful so definitely do gratitude every single morning and then pick a practice that you might enjoy it could be meditation it could be emotional freedom technique it could be doing some yoga going for a run it could be something physical it could be something mindful it could be got a whole array of things whatever brings you joy and would be like your little spiritual practice stick to that and then you know do that every day so do gratitude do something that brings you joy and then just before you go to bed another really good gratitude practice is when you're in bed kind of switching off and you know winding down for the evening just think of all the good things that's happened throughout the day so kind of recall each one in your mind and just you know give thanks you could say it externally or just internally and just say you know thank you universe for you know, that really happy surprise earlier, it really brought me joy. Thank you universe for a really good day at work today. You know, it's really good. You know, just giving thanks for everything that's happened throughout our day magically manifests our next day. So we wake up feeling positive, we're pumped, we're ready to go, we feel gratitude, and then we're gonna write our gratitude down in the morning. So that kind of it's like doing it in the morning and doing it in the evening creates like a full 24 hours of feeling good and gratitude. So do that for 21 days without fail and see how you feel. Love that exercise. I love that practice. I also tell people that when you're gratitude, when you're filled with gratitude and you're grateful for the things that your life, it's really hard to have a crappy day, you know, because it's you're living in that great place. And I loved what you said that as you have more and more gratitude, the universe is going to bring you more things to be grateful for. So it's that again, it's that abundance mentality. I just love that, and I, I don't say that enough. I'm always just like, when you are in gratitude, everything's good. You know, everything's going to be okay. Now tell me, tell me about the book. Tell me what inspired you to write the book and where can we get the book? Tell us where we can find you, all of that good stuff. So my first book, Spiritual Queen, it came out in January. It's available on Amazon, all around the world, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones, if you're here in the UK. Um, and what inspired me to write that book? Because I always wanted to be an author, even from a really young age. I don't know why I didn't know what I was going to write about, but it was always just a dream. And, you know, if anybody knew me in my school life, I was the most illiterate person ever. And to be honest, I still am. So writing a book was like, how am I going to do that? Like, you know, who would read it or what would I do? So when I kind of went along my spiritual journey, you know, the focus for me was really kind of manifesting that dream life within a year. And I didn't necessarily pick a year. It was just, it naturally happened like that. So naturally the focus of the book was kind of a bit of my backstory of how I kind of got into this, my couponing history, how the kind of universe led me down this path as such. And then kind of the main bulk of the book is law of attraction, you know, basics, practices, how to look at different areas of your life, self-love, forgiveness, 
all the beautiful aspects of our life where we can really, you know, unblock ourselves and unlock ourselves to manifest that dream life. So if you're in that kind of same situation where you want to manifest the dream partner, dream houses, career, or just feeling better, having a better outlook on life, you know, this book will definitely help you because it's definitely aims at kind of people who are just getting into the law of attraction or have a little bit of knowledge and kind of they're struggling a bit and just want that kind of extra help. And then my second book that I'm writing at the moment, which is obviously redefining your version of wealth, that's not out until April, but I'm really eager for people to read it because I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So that one's about actual, like it's a 33 day practice book. So it's going to have like little practices and to-dos each day for you to complete. And again, it helps you to redefine your version of wealth, have a really healthy, abundant relationship with money and just, you know, live a great life. Mm, I love that. And that's going to come out in April. That is wonderful. April, 2020, right? Yes. Uh, Yes. And that's great. Girl, you're turning books. That's a quick turnaround. I'm not going to lie. That's almost one book per year. That's great. So congratulations on that. That's so much fun. I know how much work goes into writing books. So that is exciting. And I love that it's going to be so applicable, especially with this type of work. It's, it's one thing to have it on paper. It's one thing to have a book that kind of guides you, but it's another thing to have a book that's actually going to put you through the, you know, like have you do the exercises, have you actually do the work? Cause girl, I have read a lot of books in my time. I'm a major reader and there's so many books that have CTAs that are just in the book. You read it and you move on. And so I love going to actually have something that we can tangibly do so we can start to really get into that mode of attraction and manifesting. So that is a lot of fun. That is a, that's a great move. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I thought exactly the same as you because I'm like you, I, I'm practical. I want stuff to do. So that was, you know, the main motive behind the book to give people those things. I love that. That makes so much sense. That's awesome. Now, where else can we find you? Where else can I'll have the link? So in the show notes, the link to the book will be there. So um, the spiritual queen book will be there. Where else can we find you? I know that you do. You talked about stories on Instagram. You talked about YouTube. So, um, yeah, I'm on YouTube. I've obviously got a website with blog posts and loads of free content. If you obviously want some kind of extra help, then obviously please go check that out. It's emmamumford.co.uk. Um, and yeah, you can find me on all social media channels where I share daily inspiration quotes and, you know, law of attraction advice. And that is, I am Emma Mumford. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, honey, for coming on and sharing not only your brilliance, but your beautiful journey. And I am so excited to check out the book myself. I haven't read it yet, but a lot of it was in alignment. And like I said, it's one of those things where we, it's got practice. And what I love so much about, about your message and about this interview was that they just felt like a lot of ease and grace that feels very attainable. It feels very, very doable. And I think that that's super important. Sometimes people feel like it's just, it's just out of their realm and you make it feel very easy, which feels, which is nice. Oh, good. I'm glad. And thank you for having me on. It's such a pleasure. And I can't wait for you to come on my podcast too. I know. I can't wait. We're so, I'm so excited to, to connect with your amazing ladies about, well, whatever girl, whatever you want me to talk about. Hopefully it's not, you know, it's not, I don't necessarily know attraction like you know it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely want you to cover your expertise, babe. You're fine. (laughs) All right. Well, honey, have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 
Now, I realize that this is a different type of conversation that we normally have here on the podcast, but I wholeheartedly believe that you deserve to create the life that you want to live, and that is not only in regards to your health, right? Our health is a big part of that, but also there's so many aspects. And every now and again, I want to bring somebody on who really embraces the possibility for what what you could create. I just love that. I love the idea of possibility. And that was so much about this conversation today. Now, Emma to me was so refreshing and fun and very practical with her tools to manifest anything that you want, not just financial abundance. It could absolutely be your health journey. I have definitely manifested the health that I am looking for in my life. Now, if you want to grab a copy of her book and you're feeling inspired and you're ready to start making amazing things happen for yourself. Her book is called The Spiritual Queen. I will have a link. It's on Amazon, but it'll also be in the show notes for episode 121. Also, if you want to grab a copy of the Speed Dial the Universe journal that I use every single day, including today, I will have the link for that in the show notes as well. Now, I personally buy three copies at a time because I get a little bit of a discount, but I also love to gift them to friends and family members who are ready to jump in and create their dreams. It's one of my favorite gifts to give. So the link's also going to be in the show notes as well. And I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening here to the Essentially You podcast. Next week is my birthday week. And I'm going to let you know, I am turning 40 years old and I am feeling really good about the entire week as a whole, despite summer coming to an end for many of us. Now, the next episode I'm bringing is Dr. Lissa Ratkin, who I've got a major girl crush on, and we're going to be talking about how trauma can manifest into physical disease and how we can heal from trauma once and for all. This is going to be powerful because so many of us have dealt with trauma, if not everybody at some capacity, and it does have a major, it's a root cause for so much of what's going on in the body. So I'm excited to have this conversation with Dr. Lissa Ratkin. We're also going to be exploring the power of creating your own tribe and community because we know that when we stick together, we can really overcome those lonely moments or those sad moments or just moments where we feel like we aren't getting the kind of support that we need. Dr. Lissa Radkin finds that that's one of the best ways to help overcome trauma. So we're going to get a little bit into that as well. So I can't wait to see you next week, not only for this episode coming up with Dr. Lissa, but also on my actual birthday on September 6th, we are going to be going into a topic that I am so excited to talk about, but I'm only going to let you know next Tuesday when Lissa Radkin's episode goes live. I know you're going to love both episodes next week. I made sure they were super special for my birthday week and for you. Until then, have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and I will see you guys on the next episode. <music>